Hey, good morning, Adam. How you doing, Jack? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic, Jack. It's a beautiful sunny day and we're, you know, we're enjoying life. Enjoying summer, right? Yes. Always beautiful when the sun shines in Cleveland, right? And today is one of those days. Yes, it is. So, well, you know, we've been, uh, we've been off our normal coaching track. We have several clients that are looking to sell their company and helping them sell their company. So we've been immersed in buying companies, selling companies, and everything that goes along with that. So as usual, oh, by the way, my name is Jack Mancini. I'm here with Adam Sunhalter, my, my longstanding partner. We've been business partners doing business coaching for small businesses for over 20 years. We take the, those experiences and capsulize them into a little podcast that we've been doing a little now, 320 of them. <laughs> Over the four or five year, over six years, right. seven years. Now yeah. It's over, yeah, over six years now, right? Uh, now that there's millions of podcasts out there, that's fine. Uh, ours is one of uh, one of millions who have uh, got surrounded by all the newcomers. Uh, we love doing this stuff. We were on the radio for four years. We had a program that did something similar, and uh, we love it. We love the small business world. So we determine how we run a podcast pretty much on the experiences with our clients. And we've had great success teaching and working with them. They're, they're wonderful. Business, small business is wonderful uh, most of the time. <laughs> but uh, we've had good luck and we got a good program. And today we're going to talk about how do you figure out what business you want to buy? How do, how do you do this? So here you are, a slaving business owner in one of many thousands of possible industries. And you may or may not be coming along, you know, in terms of chances are if you're looking for a business, you're, you're looking to add to your already success. It's a great way to grow. Grow organically, of course, but it's a great way to go if you can pick up a little comp a competitor or somebody in the industry, or maybe not even in the industry, if you want to start to move out into a different direction. But uh, so many of our clients get notices from, from private equity people or other people who have businesses that might be for sale, and they often don't act on it because they don't think they know or they think it's too costly without even examining and working with the professional. But it's a great way to double your sales, triple your sales, increase your sales 60, 80%. And you might get some good people along the way. So there's a lot to it. And we're going to go over a few of the points today and just sort of talk in the next half hour or so about how do you figure out how to get a business? All right. Like you said, Jack, this is this is uh, true whether you currently have a company, as you were saying, to be able to kind of grow and help accelerate that growth and do it in bigger chunks versus just the organic one, you know, one customer at a time or one employee at a time kind of thing. But we'll, we'll gear most of this to, to folks who are looking to buy either their first company, Jack, or maybe buy their next company. And so that question kind of comes up. It's like, OK, well, hey, how do I know which company to buy? Like, where, like, where do I start? All right. I mean, you know, versus 
you know, so if it's a company that you currently work for, if that's one of the things you're maybe, you're maybe thinking about, we've got clients who've done that before, Jack, right? So work at a company for, for whether it be a couple of years or a couple of decades, and all of a sudden the owner's ready to get out. And what do they, where do they look? So one of the places that, that, that a current owner often looks is internally. So if you're currently working at a place, Jack, that may be a good place to start. If, if you like that business, first of all, if you don't like the business, you certainly don't want to start, start with that one then probably, right? If you don't like it, you're not going to like it more when you own it probably, Jack. You know, there's a good, a good, good likelihood that's not, not going to happen. But that's, a, that's often a good place to start is, is where you currently work. You know? So as obvious and silly as that might sound, Jack, that's always a good starting point. Mm-hmm. So, but, but over the years, we've helped a lot of people uh, buy companies or certainly pursue companies from that standpoint. And so uh, there's, a, there's a phrase we like to use a lot, Jack, and we, we talk about it in terms of how we will approach this topic in terms of figuring out what kind of company that, that you want to buy. When we talk about this whole idea of turning over rocks, all right? Now, to be clear, we aren't talking about going around your, you know, go outside of your house around your neighbor looking for little little rocks to literally be kind of turning over and seeing what's hiding underneath of it. But that visual of turning over rocks is what we're talking about here in terms of trying to find companies to buy, Jack. So where, where might people go look to try to buy a company in terms of finding those rocks to kind of look under? Oh, they're going to use brokers. They're going to look at business, buy, sell, national, national. I don't know if they're franchised or not. Uh, probably are. And they basically, those are the most prevalent. All right, so starting with like many things to do these days, Jack, you start with an internet search, right? So mm-hmm. you, you go to your favorite search, your, your favorite search engine, type in something related to, to buying a company. And what happens is you get what? Probably thousands of responses back of stuff, right? But I think to your point, usually what you, you might see in that top section are things like, you know, biz buy sell or businessforsale.com type things. There are a number of those sites that are out there that are basically a conglomeration of, businesses that are for sale and you can go in there, Jack, and you can, you can click on, you know, by location. So, Hey, you know, by a certain state that you're looking at or a certain zip code, uh, certain types of companies. Right. Um, so you can get a listing of here are, whether it be 10 companies or hundred companies or a thousand companies that, that are available in your area. So you have some rocks to start to kind of peek under, so to speak. Right <clears throat> now. Um, one of the things that often, you know, often happens is that they, they, you get that and you, you have a broker kind of gets in the way, Jack. You know, what does a broker usually want to do? Oh, they want you to, to give, you, give them your financial statements for starters, sign an exclusive agreement if they can get it, and, and basically uh, investigate you. This is what they're trying to do. They usually do it. I mean, you know, the more seasoned ones do. Uh, but they're trying to get as much information about you so that they don't waste time in their mind uh, introducing you to opportunities. And I was, it gives me flashbacks. You know, I was in, in New York City early in my career, as you know, Jack, but the, the audience may not know that. And so remember in New York, you'd have certain you know, bars or restaurants that were more kind of the places to be and they'd have a red velvet rope outside of it and stuff. And, you know, you know guys are kind of blocking the way to kind of get in and Instead of inviting you in, like, hey, yeah, I'm glad you're here, you know, kind of come in. It was more like, oh, hey, is this place? Yeah. They kind of almost like ignore you for a little bit, right? Or they, they make you feel like not wanted or, or, or not loved. So often these brokers can kind of, you know, can have that kind of like they're almost kind of pushing you away type thing, right? 
uh, in, in terms of, well, hey, is, that, is this the business you're in is to try to help these people sell their companies? And don't you want to be talking to, to people like me? So, yeah, so, so they'll often kind of put some little roadblocks or stumbling blocks along the way of, hey, you know, um, you know, show me your, you know, all your financial statements, you know, your personal financial statement stuff, right? There's, there's ways around that though, Jack, aren't there in terms of, you know, how you kind of handle that? You know, what's, what are a couple of ways for people to kind of, kind of push their way through that? If, if either A, that they don't want to reveal too much, or maybe they don't have a strong position financially to kind of present, you know, there, there's some ways to kind of get around that, aren't there? Well, right. they... Go, go ahead. <laughs> you, you, you can refuse to do it. You can say, look, I don't do that. I don't give my my uh, personal information out. So what will I, I will do, I'll let my lawyer or my uh, CPA say I'm capable of doing duties uh, or doing deals up to 10 million, 50 million if we have to. You know, I have a lot of capacity if the right deal comes along. So why do I want to give you that information and put out, put out what is very private and confidential to the world? So if that doesn't do you good, then we don't have to do business. Won't waste our time. Thank God for Zoom, right? All right. So a little bit of attitude there, right? Just say, you know, I've got the resources to, to do a deal like this. And so let's kind of move forward, right? I don't know what the deal mm -hmm. looks like or what, you know, what's going to happen. So again, it's important, I guess, the, 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 the comment I, I want to make sure it came through here, Jack, it's important to have a little bit of an attitude from that standpoint. Absolutely. Versus, Absolutely. Versus going in, what do they call it? Come in hat in hand type thing. And, oh, you know, no, come in with a little bit of attitude because that will help to kind of push you through a little bit, you know? Um, I was watching, I was watching the movie 48 Hours, you know, with uh, Nick Nolte and, uh, and uh, oh, yeah. Eddie, Eddie Murphy, right? And there's a scene early on there where, um, where Eddie Murphy's character, who's who's the uh, the criminal, you know, takes you know Nick Nolte's badge and his gun to kind of go into the go into a bar to get information. He goes, well, you know, all he needs is a little bit of a, uh, you know, you know, experience in bullshit, right? He goes, okay, well, come on and experience some of my bullshit, right? He kind of comes in, starts kind of taking over, and starts kind of doing stuff, right? But that attitude, you know, carried the way. He got information, you know. Out of that situation so same kind of thing having that kind of attitude in terms of what you want to be able to do is an important part of thing you know from that standpoint to kind of, to kind of look at that stuff so so going to these you know, you know again going online and kind of looking and and trying to find some of these you know places and and trying to get to that initial kind of screening process there's a similar thing to do jack when it comes to franchises i'm going to kind of put that out there as well um you know people often may not be thinking about a franchise or may have um you know strong feelings one way or the other, but there are much like there are brokers for the business like that. There are also folks in the franchise standpoint who specialize in helping you figure out what franchise might be a good fit for you. So there's a lot of different companies that are there. And, you know, it's again, part of what we're trying to do with this initial phase, Jack, is try to figure out what companies excite you, right. And, and are, and are of interest for you because. And, in, and in, yeah, in the small business world, you don't know coming back to turning over rocks. Yeah, there's so many millions of opportunities out there with little niches that you never thought of in, in you know, your life. And uh, to be able to come across a company like that, a broker generally isn't going to be, be the one that gives it to you. It used to be in the old days, newspapers, opportunity sections. Those, that, that's where you did them. And you, you could 
you wouldn't need a broker in most of those. Um, so that's, you know, that, that's, that's key. That's key. Right. So, so again, if you're looking for you know, to get, get kind of a lot of ideas quickly between again, searching for kind of buying companies, you'll, you'll find business brokers there or looking up franchises a little bit. Again, this is a, we're helping to kind of educate ourselves to kind of get some ideas. Um, one of the other ways that's similar to that, uh, that people may not be thinking about as much, it's a little more old school, but it's, it's still out there. It's these business opportunity sections, Jack. So whether it be your, your local newspaper your, your, or your local business journal, they'll often have these. You know, if you almost think about like being kind of a classified section for business, right? Where they have opportunities listed there. And there's often companies that are for sale that are listed in those, those business opportunity sections, right? And I know that's where you found your first company when you went to kind of, you know, go by Jack, you know, you found the biz ops section, you kind of set a goal to kind of, you know, talk to a number of those each, each week, you know, in terms of what's kind of going on. All right. Yeah, they were plentiful and, you know, you could, you, you could operate it that way, right. With the newspaper, Sunday newspaper. Yeah. Right. But that was then and this is now. Well, they're Our online. TV newspapers are on. Right. Well, you know, they, they have the online version of that, and, and that business opportunity section still exists. You know, the classifieds still exist in that standpoint, Jack. So, I guess starting those searches initially, again, the, the whole idea is we're trying to find some rocks to start looking under, so try to find some opportunities of things that are out there, because you, you you honestly just you just don't know, right? And so we had a we had a client years ago where um, it was a couple of uh, a couple of partners who were, who were breaking up. You know, the, the one was staying with the current business, but the other one was looking for for a company. And it took him a little while to kind of find, but he, to, he had a, a framework to start. Meaning that he wanted to, you know, instead of just having one company, he wanted to have multiple companies and not having to have one that he had to go spend eighty hours a week at. And so he had that kind of a framework that he was kind of looking for. So very kind of broad. But as he's turning over rocks, he saw you know many different things. You know. Uh, you know, one of them was more of a seasonal business, right? I think it was, it was, it was an ice cream cone, you know, you know, little, little hut, right? In terms of, yeah, serving ice cream during, during the summer, right? But eventually he, he wound up uh, uh, settling on a dental staffing company. Now, if we had asked him, you know, day one to list out all the areas or kind of companies he, he was interested in, Jack, I can guarantee you dental staffing is nowhere on, on that list. Nowhere on the radar. That's right. Now, it wasn't because he's not interested in it, Jack. It's just because he had no idea. He, you know, he, he wasn't thinking that that, that, that that was a thing, you know, just because that's to your point about a small business. Again, we're talking about small businesses. Typically, folks, this will be a company that's doing, you know, several hundred thousand in sales or maybe several several million in sales. And so these companies, Jack, can can like hide in plain sight. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Just, just drive around your town and start looking around. You know, these companies are everywhere. Okay. So part we're trying to do is to try to get you to start to kind of look at some of these things, start to kind of turn those rocks over. But the idea of just trying to find some ways to kind of make that happen, right? So, all right. So some of our some of our our, our audience, Jack's going, well, you know, I really want to talk to a bunch of business brokers or franchise brokers, Jack, or even again, if I look at that biz ops section, chances are it's probably you know probably a broker there as well. I don't necessarily want to start that way. You know, it's not my comfort to kind of pick up the phone and kind of call them. Maybe there's some different ways I can kind of look at stuff where it's a little more research-based. I can kind of, you know, get my ideas kind of going. So for those folks, what we'd recommend is maybe you start with a, one of our favorite magazines, Jack, for entrepreneurs. It's called Inc. Magazine, right? And every year, they publish a list of the fastest privately held, the fastest growing privately held companies in the United States. 
and started with what was the Inc. 500 has now grown to the Inc. 5000. So Jack, we contend, if you look at, at that list of 5,000, usually they're categorized into a couple dozen different categories, right? In terms of, you know, whether, hey, there's some in technology, there's some in manufacturing, there's some in retail, whatever it might be, right? So if you go through those, whether it be the 500 list, Jack, or you want to go through the 5,000 list, we contend that if you go through that list and you don't get excited about any, any of the companies that are there. Keep your job. I was to say business ownership might not be might not be for you, right? You know, but you know, so, so, so the, the the idea is that, again, it's an, almost impossible for us to even imagine that of going through an Inc. 500 list, Jack, and not getting excited about dozens of the companies in there. Say, oh, that's kind of a cool company. Hey, let's look at that. Could, you know, could that happen? So again, to start to kind of give you some ideas about what to be looking for or to investigating, because. What that can lead to is say, okay, we can then go find companies that, that are like that, right? So, hey, I found a company up in Montana that's doing something that's grown from half a million bucks to, you know, five million bucks in the last three years. Okay, well, look, is there one here locally? And you can start to kind of search for those companies that aren't, quote unquote, for sale right now, Jack, but you can reach out to them. Reach out you to reach them. You reach out to them and, 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 you know, they could be, you could buy this, you could end up buying this company because of the relationship. The, the person who's who owns it may be having financial problems right now or health problems, you know, that, that uh, or just she's just can't stand this place anymore. She's got to get out of it. So you, you can buy these houses at usually good terms and or prices. Uh, those are available. Uh, if you are fortunate enough to have some money to put into an investment house, it's the same thing. If somebody's health isn't there with them and they can't pass it on to their kids, they're a motivated seller. And that doesn't mean you, you drive them down into the ground price-wise or terms-wise, but it, it, a broker generally isn't going to handle something like that. It depends on the size, of course. But if it's bigger, they're going to have the conventional help of CPAs and lawyers, and it'll be a whole different deal. It won't be an entrepreneurish uh, swashbuckling uh, kind of approach. But there, there are so many opportunities out there, so many. Can't stress that enough. Millions. Imagine millions, millions of companies waiting for you to, to uh, give them a nudge. Right. Well, and, and so what we, yeah, what we would suggest doing is maybe a, a little letter writing campaign, right? To introduce yourself and let them know you're going to give them a call if that helps you, you know? So it doesn't need to be more than a, a couple sentence letter. Hey, I found your company. I'm interested in looking to potentially, you know, potentially buying your company, you'll be amazed at how many of those owners take your phone call and, and have a discussion with you. And in fact, how many will be willing to meet with you? Because depending on the time of the day, and even if they don't respond right away, we know this, that there's often a file somewhere in their office, Jack, that has a bunch of those letters in there. Right. They're, they're, the owner is waiting for that day when, when, they're, when they're fed up or they're ready to kind of move on. Or your point of some health crisis or something kind of happens where, you know, that, that, that's unexpected that they're saying, Hey, I need to kind of get away. Who are my first phone calls going to be to, right? And so that's another way to kind of go about approaching this. Uh, but I guess at the end of the, you know, you know, you have to keep in mind that, the, that this is going to eventually become a contact sport, right? You got to get out there and start to kind of talk to people. Um, you now, one of the areas that, that, that that's maybe overlooked too, this was, you know, um, a little more unique. Uh, how about the IRS, Jack? You know, looking at your local IRS office and agent. To see they drive a lot available. of people out of business. They drive them crazy too. So 
They're tough. They, they can auction a company off. They can seize its assets. They got tremendous powers. But they also are like any other business. They, they have a system that requires certain, you know, forms to be done and paperwork to be generated. And you can come along and work a deal out with the IRS as well to buy a company. And usually it can be done favorable. The person who owns it doesn't have a lot of leverage once they get involved in the, the picture and they can steer these, these sales to avoid all the work that they have to do. So that, that can work. And yeah. just the government in general, with the trillions that they spend in all the various agencies, you know, millions of, at least a million employees, direct, direct employees. And there's a lot of activity that goes on there. And nobody, and nobody, but a lot of small business owners just don't look like that. They don't look at those at those institutions as uh, plentiful and, and available for, for doing business. They do. You just got to get get reaching out. You got to keep doing it. Right. So there's there's different tax lien filings that are available. Some some publications even publish those things. But if you search online, you can find those. Or to your point, you go you can go directly to the IRS and see if you get a hold of somebody. And and, and the first company you bought actually bought through the IRS, Jack. Right? It was uh, they had a tax lien on on the business because they they weren't paying their taxes, and you want buying it at a very righteous price because the IRS didn't want to deal with all the headaches. And so you That's coming right. in and taking it away from them, like hey. Happy to do it. You're helping to save. You help saving saving the government money. I think was was the exact phrase that they told you, right? That's a great, <laughs> a, a great place to start a negotiation, right? Hey, you're saving a lot of money, Jack. Oh, great. Well, let me <laughs> reduce my offer by you know by you know a factor of twelve here, right? Um, so there's a lot of different ways to kind of get stuff going, right? So we talk about whether it be you know looking at business brokers or franchise brokers or just kind of searching for franchises that that are out there. You know, you can be looking at um, the business opportunity sections or the online, again, the online kind of classifieds. And so that include things like, like Craig's, Craigslist or eBay, or there's all kinds of places where, where companies get put, you know, they kind of get put for sale that, 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 that are opportunities, Jack, from that standpoint. Well, those aren't good. We mentioned again, like the, 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 the list of like the Inc. 500 or Inc. 5000, try to find some ideas. But the, 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 the idea here is to try to open yourself up, to educate yourself about what the possibilities are, you're never quite sure what you're going to find. You know, we, we had a client recently who had sold his business and was kind of looking for his next thing or thinking about his next thing. And it so happened that a, uh, a retail store that, that he and his, his, his wife frequent, um, they were a franchise. And he went on the website and he saw a franchise button. And he, as he describes it, Jack, he clicked that button and went down a rabbit hole. And the next thing you know, five months later, he owns a local store here. They want a buying that was um, that had been around for 30 years, but he was the he bought it from the second owner, and he now owns a retail store that they were customers of, right? And so it's amazing that again, you just think about them. I say that they're all over the place. They are literally all over the place, and it's a matter, you know, from your standpoint of trying to figure out what's the right fit for you. And it might be the first company you see, Jack, or it might be the hundredth. Or somewhere in between but you got to go start seeing these things and, and uh, there's a lot of feel to it you know you, you've often talked about that kind of as you walk in the the, the the door and you try to imagine yourself you know monday morning all of a sudden all those eyeballs are on me i'm the one in charge is that 
kind of where I see myself, right? So to, 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 to be in that environment, to kind of be thinking that way, it's hard to, to visualize it without actually starting to experience it a little bit, Jack. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's, it's a mindset, it's a commitment. You can do it, yeah, you just, you gotta be resourceful and you gotta be very committed to it. They're all over the place. You gotta be talking to them. And you know, there's just no telling what might come of it. You might just hit it off with the owner and your, your skill base and, and interest base uh, all of a sudden aligns with his needs. And you got chemistry there, which is the most important thing. And all of a sudden here, you're talking about doing a deal with somebody. It never started out that way. Never started even thinking that way other than the possibility like many others. But here it is, all of a sudden you're into a deal. Right. Holy Christ, how did I do that? Well, I, don't, I don't know, other than turning over rocks and meeting people, you know, that's how it's done. And, you know, the, 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 the sales guys will basically, uh, you know, the brokers will sell you one occasionally, but for the most part, they're, they're looking for bigger deals. They're, we're talking smaller companies. Companies under 25 employees, sales maybe around three million, two and a half million, even under. It doesn't make any difference. There's got to be some point that that we go too low, but for the most part, we haven't met that yet. So, yes, buying a company—it's fun, it's profitable, it fits, it keeps you interested. If your company's kind of coasting now a little bit, where you don't have a lot of problems because. You as the owner have done a pretty good job of systematizing things and and uh, you're, you're diligent, you're focused, you work pretty efficient. But it gets boring after a while, things are going well and everything's in place. So go out there and get it unboring by meeting all kinds of different people and different opportunities. All right. It's fun. Well, it's good about it too, is that, you know, if you approach this from the standpoint, again, you're trying to educate yourself about what's out there, the different opportunities or the different industries, different types of companies you, you probably never thought about. And thinking about it from the standpoint that, you know, this will be, maybe this will be your first of a number of, of companies that, that you buy. You just don't know. And as you said, too, as you kind of look at these things and start to think about it and you start to imagine yourself being in there, you start to reflect upon experiences you've had in the past and things that you've done and say, okay, hey, I didn't realize, but what I was doing 10 years ago, Jack, all of a sudden now has prepared me for this. You know, I didn't even think about it then, but as I look back, all of a sudden you start to connect some of those dots where, hey, this, this makes sense for me in terms of your point, in terms of what you bring to the business, in terms of, hey, this is a good fit because of my, my skill base, you know, my background. And come back to our, to, to our, uh, our client who bought the, the dental staffing business, you know, his buddies were busting his butt going, well, what do you know about the dentist, right? You know, he said, well, other than going there every six months or last 40 years, not much. He goes, but I know that this is a, a great business that, you know, that the company he had bought had been around for 12 years, had, you know, had a nice history of, 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 of sales and profits. And it, it's an ongoing need, right? People keep going to their dentists and the folks that work there, they take breaks, right? They take vacations, they get sick. So they need people that, that, that kind of staff it. So he said, Hey, he's like, he just fell in love with it. And, and for him, he's more of a people guy. And so dealing with, dealing with a bunch of people to have, you know, to have hundreds of employees that were, you know, part-time to kind of come in and, you know, and, and be staffing people. Was something that that was a natural fit for him, you know. If somebody's not necessarily a people person, that wouldn't have been a good fit for them. But for him, it was a good fit, and he had seen enough things at that point that he he recognized when he saw it, and then he was able to buy it right. To your point, Jack, the situation w w was such that 
He paid for it over a three-year period from, from the profits of the business. What a beautiful way to be able to kind of buy that business, Jack. You know, so there's a lot of those things out there, but it starts with, again, you got to start to, you know, take those first steps. You got to get out there and start to engage a little bit. That's, that's one of the things that, that people often will, will talk about at cocktail parties, you know, uh, about how, hey, I'm looking for stuff. But if they aren't really engaged out there seeing things, and, 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 and again, just turning those rocks over, that's where it's got to start. So if you're thinking about buying a company, again, you know, you know, if you've left your, if you're part of the, of the great resignation and you left your job, you're going, oops, what did I do? Right. I need to find what's next. Or if you're, you're still working somewhere else, trying to figure out, okay, you know, what do I do? And if that current company you're working for isn't an, op isn't an option for you, then here's ways. We, we, we've given you some, some good ways today, Jack, to help get you started on that process. Right. And that's what we're trying to do. We, we can't give you all the answers and here's how to kind of get it started. And you got to energize it. And we've had folks that have started that process, Jack. And after a year, they kind of petered out, said, hey, this is not for me. And that's okay too, right? I mean, you know, coming to a conclusion whether, hey, if you conclude that owning a company is not for you, that's okay. But isn't it better to, to know that versus to keep? No, there's just no, no telling what you're going to, to get. You know, you can get equipment, equipment that they aren't using anymore and you're talking to uh, or, or facilities they they got room to rent and you may not have the direct use for it but you may know somebody else in your network who could and it, it's just uh, these things you find are you, you can't plan for them you just can't you stumble on them and all of a sudden you're doing a deal of some type and kind and it's not boring, believe me. It's not boring at all. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, all right, Jack. Is that, I think that gives them enough to kind of get started, don't you think? That was that was our yeah. goal for today's show to kind of kind of get them started, share a few stories, to kind of see what this kind of looks and feels like, but to kind of get you get you going. If this is something you're thinking about in terms of trying to figure out what business that you want to buy. They've given you some good tips today to kind of help that happen. Um, appreciate you all listening. As Jack mentioned, this is a, this is actually episode 320, Jack. I'm impressed you kind of knew that. That's good. You nailed it at the out front. <laughs> it was a good guess. So we have another 319 episodes that we have prior to this. Um, we've got a, several dozen that, that are interviews with, with, with entrepreneurs that have some great stories to kind of share. But most of them are, are like today's show where they, they give you some good guidance and advice. And they, these are things that stand the test of time, Jack. They, they, they aren't you know, situational that only happens for a couple months. These are good approaches to kind of doing stuff, whether it be running your business day to day or, or like looking like this, ways to kind of grow your business by, you know, by acquiring somebody else or getting into business. So we have a lot of different things that are there. If you want to go to our website, you can get all of them there at dirty, uh, dirty com. If you click on the episode button, you, you can see a search box there. You can put in whatever question you've got or topic you're looking for, and they'll feed back all the shows that, that we've done on, on that particular topic or question to be able to kind of answer. If you don't find a show that, that, that suits you, you can fee, feel free to email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Be happy to answer your question directly or to, like we did for today, we can create a show for it. And, and chances are, if you have the question, somebody else does as well. Um, if you don't want to go to the website, you can go to our, you can go to any podcast player that, 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 that you listen to. You can search for dirty secrets of small business and subscribe to it. We typically drop our, our new episode each week on Thursday morning. So it'll be delivered right there to your smartphone and you can get all the old episodes from there as well. So, so that's what we got for you today. Again, appreciate y'all listening and we will talk to you again. <laughs>